and colossally, that's Mansell. That is Nigel Mansell. It's Wednesday. It's 7pm. It's the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show Jack's Radio. When you wake up in the morning And you're shadowed by the darkness of the night When you wake up in the morning, darling I'll be by your side When you get a little lonely And you lose your rhythm, don't give up the fight When you wake up in the morning, darling I'll be by your side Welcome to the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio and this is the review of the British Grand Prix and as you can tell I went and my voice is a little bit uh, done in let's say um, <laughs> but anyway anyway two people um, who played uh, at the Silverstone after parties uh, were Calvin Harris and Tom Grennan and you just heard Calvin Harris featuring Tom Grennan with the song By Your Side and 
two other people that went to Silverstone this weekend was obviously myself and Rich Mason. How are you, Rich? Hello. Welcome to the Lights Out Let's Go Hungover F1 show, where we're yes. all a little bit croaky, aren't we? We're all a little yeah. bit, little bit tired, a little bit croaky, but we had a really good, had a really good weekend, didn't we? It was really good. We did have a good weekend. So let's talk about that. Instead of doing some news, let's talk about Silverstone, shall we, in the weekend, etc. So we got there on the Wednesday, didn't we, and set up yep. camp and stuff like that. And that, that was pretty, it was quite a cue getting in, actually. I was quite surprised because before people didn't used to get in that early, but F1's become such a massive deal it's now. It's huge. So I, I yeah. no idea. I mean, I haven't been since 2012. So yeah. it was a bit of a culture shock for me, I have to say. Um, and I haven't camped at Woodlands before, but... Yeah, we had queue to get in on the Wednesday, which was uh, sort of it seemed pretty well organised, I have to say. It was well organised, but it was a uh, we were queuing for probably a, a good hour, I think. It was, it was an hour. We had to go up and down that field. You know, like they've got, you know, when you go to uh, you go to the uh, theme parks and you have to do that sort of uh, <clears throat> conga line, that snake going to and from and to and from. Well, they had that in in your car with the advantage that you get to be on. Yeah, we're all in cars up and down the field, which was um, which was mildly amusing. Meant you got to listen to the radio and you know break wind on your own, I suppose. But you know. Um, <laughs> unlike in the queue at the, at the at the Alton Towers rides or anything like that, but it is um, it it seemed really well organised from that perspective. I thought, but just yeah, just surprisingly busy, surprisingly busy, and yeah, um, very busy, very busy. Um, but, and then but, of course Thursday. So tell me about Thursday, Rich, because I wasn't there on the Thursday. Because even though I turned up on the Wednesday, I had to drive to London on the Thursday to go and see. You had to at Hyde Park. Definitely had to. Wasn't you had to go and see the boss. You had to go and see the well, boss. Wasn't going to miss Thursday. That. So tell me about Thursday. Thursday was great. So it it was good. I basically walked, um, I did essentially two laps of the track because they they had this thing that was new this year, which was called the launch party. Uh, And they had the drivers up on the main stage and what have you. And the launch party um, was... Um, it, well, there's no, it, it was an extra 140 quid to get into the launch party, which we thought we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, and they buried the track off, so they they buried it off sort of um, uh, somewhere down Hamilton Strait. Um, and it was buried off between there and I'm trying to think where the other bit, the other barrier bit was, but it was, um, it was probably, uh, uh, probably down the end of the Wellington Strait, I suspect, wouldn't it? I think it was around that's, the end. That's, of... that's the other side of the stage, basically. It's, uh, yeah, it was, it was the other side of the Wellington Strait. So it wasn't quite, it wasn't, certainly wasn't as far as Maggots and Beckett's and all that, but yeah, it was yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, so, so, but they buried it off completely, which I didn't realize. So I thought I'd be able to get like behind it and what have you, but no. So, um, walked down there, couldn't get through. So, uh, decided to walk all the way ran to the other side where the other barrier was uh did a whole lap of the track um and i have to say it was um it was good they were doing the filming for that um brad pitt uh yeah f1 film that they, doesn't they were have out a title. all over the weekend actually weren't they? they were they were and they were, out, they, they were really good they're out on the thursday as well they've done a they've done the full bit the cars they've got look great you know look like proper currently campaigned f1 cars yeah um, but the film has no name yet and we don't quite know what it's all going to be about but it's going to be about an f1 team apparently lewis is involved in the production of it as well so uh you know that's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch so those guys were out we had the fast lap rides and, and what have you on on, on the circuit so that it was good to see some uh some cars being thrashed about in anger yeah, uh, nice. you know which was great and i did see the um is it escapade the where they're building houses at the top of the yes uh, yeah Mag- escapade yeah yeah, just beyond maggots and Beckett's, those are going to be huge amounts of money. For, I don't know, a couple of million each easily. Yeah, um, you know, um, quite where you'd want to live in Northampton next to a racetrack for the other 
you know, 360 odd days of the year. I don't know. I mean, I get it on Silverstone race weekend. That'd be great. But, uh, and there are other events that go on, but, um, but yeah, you'd want a bit of peace and quiet after a while, I would have thought, but it's, yeah, uh, they, they seem nice as well. So yeah, did a fallout. So that, you know, uh, cops was always a great corner. Um, love, uh, love, uh, you know, love cops corner. It's always a good one to see the cars go through flat and whatnot. And, you know, the cars that were out on track, were, were, were giving it the beans around there. So did all of that, uh, met up with a few people. And I actually met a, met a fella in the, um, uh, saw a few people actually on that day so i'll have a bit of a shout out to um i'm gonna get i might get names wrong and i'll apologize in advance but i think it was ben and sarah who i met who had their son with them um so if they're listening to this hi sat in the uh, sat in the stands Fantastic. there uh listening uh, and, and we we chatted uh, chatted all things f1 and um you know uh, general kind of apathetic views towards max verstappen really but acknowledging the man is a good driver and a great car um you know but so we, had, we had a really really good chat um and then i met, uh, met a fella in the evening actually called jimmy who uh, um who got a launch party ticket uh, for free so nice. apparently there was a ballot you could go in so you know i mean we're slightly grumpy and going we've got to pay for extra for and all the rest of it but actually you could go in a ballot and he was successful uh, and he said it was uh, it was quite good they had the uh, the f1 drivers on there and what have you but didn't felt like you missed a huge amount on the Thursday, yeah, but it was, was but again, what was surprising on the Thursday, because there is no track action on the Thursday, essentially, although there were a few things going around, as I say, the F1 experience cars that Silverstone run, which is, you know, Aston Martins and McLarens and Merc GTs and things like that. But it was, um, it was again, as you said, it was busy. It was just surprising that, and there was a really good atmosphere, a bit of a, you know, kind of like a, an excited kind of party atmosphere because, yeah, uh, because you know, everyone's excited for the weekend coming up and, um, and what have you. Hence the reason, yeah. You know, first couple of nights probably overindulged a little bit. <laughs> oh, of course, <laughs> of course, especially then. So I was back on the um, well, on, late on the Thursday um, yeah. uh, night, early Friday morning, really. But yeah, the Friday we had, um, you know, F one practice. We watched a bit from the Hamilton straight in the grandstands. We did we did, we did we watched free practice two from Vale, which is pretty good. And then on the evening again, we went out to the Petrolhead uh, pub in Woodlands, had a couple of drinks. We met up with uh, Robbie Blake and his girlfriend, didn't we? Yep. And Robbie and Hannah. Yep, shout out to Robbie if he's listening to this. Yeah, so, so, so he lives in Rochester. And if you are in Rochester and you need to get your hair cut, so he, he uh, owns and runs 28 West Barbers. So go and get your haircut there. There you go. Well done. That's a bit. That's yeah. a, I didn't. Did you remember that? Because I'll be clear. I I didn't remember a lot of. Yes. Snod, of Snodland was remembered in Kent, but twenty. Well, well, well done for uh, for uh, yeah, for getting that good. right. Very yes, good. But, uh, yeah. Shout out to shout out to Robbie and Hannah. They were they were they were they were good good giggle. They were. And we slightly overindulged on that evening, but that didn't ruin Saturday. That was fantastic. So we we were up early again for qualifying. Day. It's it's the, it's the motorsport way, isn't it? At the end of the day, you don't really get a lot of sleep. You drink <laughs> probably a little bit too much beer. Your general diet is meat in bread in various forms, be it meat on a pizza or a burger or whatever. And then you're up at like half five because you've got to get into the circuit. It's an early start. You've got to get on with it. But uh, it's what makes motorsport really kind of, uh, you know, a, a real kindred spirit kind of a uh, kind of a sport. Everybody's everybody's in spirit themselves going, yes, I'm very tired, but here I am and I'm excited. Yeah, 100%. And then we went to the um, after party uh, sort of down by the main stage. And we met with um, Craig and Paul. Yeah, um, who's from Portishead, from my hometown. He is drinking our local, so uh, that was good. We met some. <coughs> sorry, excuse me. <coughs> Interestingly, uh, we met some Mexicans, didn't we? Um, we so did. Tita Gomez and and her boyfriend, and we were chatting to them about 
um, Perez. It was quite interesting, you know, what they're saying. That I, I'd be a bit worried if I was Sergio Perez because I'm not so sure Mexico's massively happy. Now, you know, if you've seen World Cups from 20 years ago when the South American teams perhaps don't play quite so well and exit the tournament early, they don't necessarily get, shall I say, a warm reception when they get home. And hundred percent. We, we'll talk about it later, but Jeko's not exactly been on it of late, and he, he's 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 upsetting his countrymen. I tell you, they are not, because not I was telling them, are they? Um, because we were telling them about the radio show, and I was saying that I do apologise if you do listen to it. I am a little bit harsh on Sergio Perez, and they said, "Well, actually, no one's as harsh on Sergio Perez as the people in Mexico are." Perhaps that's where he's feeling the pressure from. I don't know. Perhaps it's sort of a uh, an, a spiralling loop of pressure because he's knows, he knows he's upsetting his his, uh, his entire oh, nation, I suppose. A lot of pressure but, there. A lot of pressure there. A lot of pressure, pressure there. <laughs> and, we, and we saw a few driver injuries, didn't we? And we saw the Black Eyed Peas, which was good as well. Yeah, they were great. It was all good. Yeah, it was that all was good, good fun. There. That was good fun. And then we had Sunday race day. Um, so again, um, so you went home then, Rich, didn't you? I did. Um, Unfortunately, um, I did leave early. I left on the Sunday morning um, because, um, you know, my youngest daughter was in her first musical theatre show on Sunday night. And I, I, yeah, I I rankled with it. And to be fair to my lovely wife, she put no pressure on me whatsoever um, because this was in the diary first. um, And I wasn't going to get them to move the show. Obviously, why would they do that? (laughs) But yeah, I came back and I'm really glad I saw a show. And I did. But I did manage to get back and have the house to myself to watch the uh, Grand Prix live yeah. so yeah. you know and the atmosphere there dan tell us what it was like that must da- have been absolutely down at Vell, it was absolutely incredible so again um i arranged to meet up with craig and paul and then rob farmer came up from exeter so i've been to a couple of gps with him and so he you know you, you he, you kindly transferred your ticket to him. I did. So it's very, him. very, yep, that's excellent. And, uh, and well um, yeah, I mean, the Sunday was infinitely more busy than any of the other days there. Like, you wouldn't have believed it, honestly. It was crazy, but the atmosphere was fantastic again. And, again, everyone supporting different teams and different dramas, uh, drivers, and there's no issues, you know. It, it, was, it was really good fun. And when uh, London Norris took the lead, it was, um, oh, yeah, absolutely. It was incredible. such a roar. Absolutely. You could hear it on the TV. What a massive roar he got when he when he got. Yeah, into it. it was fantastic. The roar went up, and it, it, like, pretty much every time he came round for the first his first sort of five six laps when he was in the lead, it just a roar went up every time. It was um, yeah, it was fantastic. Really, really good fun. Yeah, really good fun. And then in the evening again, went round to the after party, and Tom Grennan was playing, and they had a few. Um, driver interviews, etc. Yeah, it was really, really good. It was, it's, and 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 you know, if anyone's listened to this, if you get chance, you know, you should go because it's really is a fantastic. It weekend. is. It's, it's a, just... it, it's an awesome weekend. I'm going to have words with my daughter's musical group <coughs> to make sure they don't have it on the seventh of July next year. Um, <coughs> but yeah, it is. It's it's such a great weekend, and the, the atmosphere is fantastic, isn't it? It's it's um yeah, it is. Yeah, it it, is. It's a you know, it's one of the it's one of the sort of you know, major British sporting events that you have alongside, you know, Wimbledon, the FA Cup final, all these sorts of big events that we have in, in the British house. But for me, it's just, you know, it, it, it's kind of the atmosphere there. Every, everybody's there supporting the, you know, whichever driver it is. It's, there's no, it's, you know, there's no sort of partisan crowds or anything like that. It's just, yeah, everybody's in together, fantastic. you know, you do get a few funny looks with your Fernando flag. Well, I'll grant you that was quite oh, fantastic. Fantastic. But, but, but that's because they're, you know, they're just thinking he's an absolute legend. Right. Okay. Let's go to a song. <laughs> And then we can talk about qualifying. So, Rich, let's go to one of yours. 
Right. Okay. So the last tune I did way back before we, when we were talking about Austria, seems a long time ago now, uh, but it's only last week, was um, uh, the last thing I did was Huey Lewis in the News and Back in Time and uh, Johnny Victor Collar um, of the news he's one of the founder founder members of huey lewis and the news band uh was also involved with various uh various bands and one of the bands he was in uh was actually with van morrison so that's how quickly i get from uh from huey lewis and the news to van morrison uh and this is the seminal track and it's the bright side of the road
Welcome back to the Mac Site. Let's go for the show on Jack's radio. And you just heard Van Morrison with Bright Side of the Road. Okay, Rich, let's do the qualifying for the British Grand Prix from Stowe Corner because that's where we watched it, wasn't it? We did, we did. We were at Stowe and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. We had some great seats actually, they were really good. And it was hot as well, wasn't it? It was, it was, it, it, it was. Like, oh no, it, it was raining for the qualifying. It was practice when it was really hot, wasn't it? It was pra- practice on the Friday was absolutely booming. By contrast, yeah. Saturday, it was very British weather. Sat in the rain, trying to keep my bag dry and everything. But you know what? But then you as just, soon as the sun came out, it was nice it and warm. Dried, and then oh, it dried up again. pretty. Yeah, it dried up pretty quick. So uh, you know. Right. Was, okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you a rundown of the top ten. So pole position was Max Verstappen. Second was Lando Norris. Third, mm. Oscar Piastri. Fourth was Leclerc. Fifth, Sainz. Sixth, Russell. Seventh, Hamilton. Eighth, Alex Albon. Take a bow. Ninth was Mr. Fernando Alonso. And tenth, Pierre Gasly. Okay, so it was two people I'm going to mention outside the top 10 was 14th Logan Sargent pretty good result for him really actually I think 14th for Logan and pretty good result it was it was other and person you're going to mention 15th Sergio Perez so by contrast not Perez. a good result is it really let's be honest Logan well done Sergio nah he's lost it I totally totally what I is going on don't know. Do you know what I watched? Um, I actually watched. I rewatched Quali because I recorded it on the Saturday, so I watched it again to go. What was going on? The only thing is that they thought now in Quali we we had a red flag and we had a red flag because Magnussen's car just gave up the ghost yeah. and the engine died. And I didn't realise how long Checo was at the end of the pit lane. Now, obviously, they knew he had a really poor time and he had to get one in, so they sent him down to the end of the pit lane, and he was he was there. I, I reckon he was at the end of the pit lane, not literally just as the uh, as the as the red flag had been thrown, and they expected it to be lifted pretty quickly. He ended up sitting at the end of the pit lane for a good ten minutes, I reckon, at least. I know, so his tyres, hang on, his tyres went off cold. However, he had time enough to do two flying laps. So if his tyres were cold, he should have just gone out there, try and posted one on a time lap. And then had in mind to go again and do a second time lap because I'm sure they would have fueled him enough to do two laps. Hundred percent. But he was in that position because his previous uh, lap before the red flag was deleted because of track limits. He yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. He and put I, himself in that position. He did. He did. And I, I you know, it, it, and the thing is, you had to go out and get a banker anyway because the the track times were just tumbling because he was at the top of the. Oh, well, it was a drying track at, at that point. So whoever went out latest kind of was probably going to get the best time. And he went out early because he knocked up his first lap. And I just, I I don't know if Red Bull put him out early to try and get two in, because actually, if you, if you look at it, you wouldn't, as you, as you rightly say, it was a drying track. Um, And he, and it was a bit of an odd quality because Max, um, he damaged his win, came out of the, came out of the garage and just drove into the pit wall. And did you you hear what he said on the radio? No. He said, I understeered. I'm like, now, you know, I mean, as driver excuses go, Max, you're coming out of the garage. The aero isn't, you can't say I understand. There's no aero. It's no mechanical, no nothing. It's just, um, sorry, you got a brief call, have you, Dan? <laughs> it's, um, it's uh, you know, it's a case of they, um, uh, they, they don't really understeer that. I mean, we're talking walking pace coming out of the garage. So I think he just, I think he squeezed the throttle. Oh, unbelievable. Ranged it. Yeah, unbelievable. Cost him another but- nose. 
but, anyway, but that was cool. yeah. so consequently what i'm saying the point of that is he was at the back because that's change the nose so Checo was right at the front, Max was at the back, and it was just, it was a drying track and it was getting quicker and quicker and quicker. And I think there was a panic on. I don't know whether it was Checo saying, get me out there, get me out there, or actually he should have just chilled out a little bit and just got himself out in the mid-pack because, he, he you know, there, there would have been a bit of traffic issues. But, you know, you're quite right. He put himself in that situation because he, he didn't really handle the changeable conditions that, that, that we said it was no. wet and it was a drying track. It was changeable during qualies, the full quality session, but he just never got to grips with it. And, you know. I mean, if there's one person that, you know, needs the summer break after the next race, it's Sergio Perez, isn't it? He's got to have a reset because I tell you, Daniel Ricciardo is waiting in the wings. Well, Horner's already been saying, well, because I, I saw him on the, on the stage on the, on, the, on the Sunday after the race, and he was saying that they have no plans to put Ricardo in the, in, in yeah, the car. Yeah, that's a, that's a politician's answer. That means they have got a very detailed plan to put Ricardo in the car. Trust me, there's a detailed right. plan, and there's probably dates on that. There's probably results that if Checo gets a result uh, of a certain um, position or better, then he's fine. If it goes that below, then Ricardo's in the car. I, I, honestly, when he says, oh, there's no plans, cobblers. Do you believe anything that Christian Horner says? No. No, I don't. I, I, don't, don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean... Pressure's on for Checo, and I dearly hope he sorts it out, because you're right. He does need a summer break. But we've, we've bagged on him enough. Come on. Because he and... can do it. But, yeah, but it, it's so annoying, because he can do it. Yeah, he, I know. He, know, he has been there. He's a race and, winner. He's, and he, he's and now it. you're sounding like I did earlier in the season. That's what's been frustrating. But he's now becoming, you know, I'm now getting very frustrated because like, come on, guy, you're at the top of your game. You know, you're in, you're not even in the, it's, you know, it's pressure enough just to get into Formula One. Just getting into Formula One is ridiculous to not to get in and to be a multiple race winner with two different teams. There ain't that many people on the planet who've ever done that, really, if you think about it. So, you know, he's, he's in fairly, you know, uh, esteemed company, which means he is a good driver. He can do it. You're quite right. But at the moment, hey, it ain't happening. And he's got to watch out because uh, yeah. if, he do- if he doesn't have that, he doesn't have a good result at the next one. And as a, you know, he could well be out for the second half of the season, quite possibly. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, let's move on from that. And let's talk about the source of lots of cheering on Saturday, well, Saturday and Sunday. But yeah. let's talk McLaren. As in Lando and Piastri, oh yeah, and let and let's talk Williams as well and oh, Albon. Wow. Both Alex. of those teams had a fantastic weekend, didn't they? Brilliant, they were fantastic. I mean, to see Alex Albon and in, in P one and uh, certainly practice one, practice two. Um, you know, Albon was second. He was th- he was he was up there. We're going. Hang on, we can he see was, the top yeah. five. He was yeah. that that Williams was an absolute rocket ship on the straights, um, and was. He, he was piloting it very well. And there was a. There was a, you know, Logan Sargent did well as well, but there was a, there was a bit of a delta between Alex and Logan. You know, there was, Alex, yeah. I mean, Alex is Alwan's a very good been driver. Performing very well this year, you know, all the way through. He's, he's just been performing very, very He's well. been brilliant and he's been quietly getting on with it. And that was absolutely wonderful to see. And he was getting loads of cheers all the way around Alex Albon. It was fantastic. But yeah, 100%. Welcome to the 2023 season, McLaren. Fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, they've built a rocket ship somehow in, 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 in the last two races with their upgrades. I mean, ah, fantastic. I, I don't know how long they've been working on this car. I think they, they released, this is almost like a B-spec car, and I think it's been well, worked it, quite it, a few it, months. It, it actually, I, I think it pretty much is a B-spec car, really. Um, yeah. I, their new car wasn't necessarily ready at, at the start of the season, which is when they had technically what would be the older car. And, 
yeah, it's it's coming through now with the um, developments that they've got. Um, it is, and I've read I've read a few things about people saying that they thought <coughs> several weeks ago that McLaren were going to be the ones to challenge Red Bull. So people yeah. like Mika Hakkinen and people in the know have been saying, "No, you watch McLaren; they're going to be the ones that are going to really McLaren at Austria and Silverstone, and possibly Monza." But I, I mean, we go to Hungary next weekend, full of very quite slow corners and very twisty circuits. Yep. I don't think they will go as well there. We shall see, but it's definitely yeah. the it's definitely the car because it, you know we we know how great a driver Lando is. I tell oh, you, oh yes, definitely. Piastri absolutely stamped his mark on 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 F one this weekend, didn't he? Don't that was, I mean, everyone knows about Lando now, and we know about Lando and whatever you know. He, he's a very good driver, but more impressive was I think Piastri this weekend. He was really impressive. Yeah, he was. He's been quietly going about his business, and you know he's yeah. he's got he's had all the um you know accolades through F three and F two. Um, and uh, well, he made a very good decision not to go to Alpine, didn't he? He did, didn't he? Fantastic <laughs> decision. In fact, I saw a tweet from him or something uh, the other day saying um, saying that, that you know people thought the um, the uh, decision to go to McLaren and leave uh, Alpine was was wrong, and he was like, you know, well, yeah. there you go. Perhaps not so not so wrong now. I think they, they get a lot more information as at the start of the year than than we, oh, mere, course, yeah. we mere fans do. So it's uh, you know it's a case of he clearly knew that they were they were going to build something um, quite good, and he'd just have to be patient and just have to wait until the car properly came through during the mid season, which it has. And I have to say, I thought it looked fantastic in that new livery they did for this weekend. They you know there's a few cars that had different liveries this weekend. The chrome and the papaya yeah. of McLaren yeah. looked fantastic. Uh, and Williams had a sort of a, a, a blue, a light and dark blue Union Jack over the engine nice cover, which looked today, amazing. And I dearly hope both Williams and McLaren just need to keep those liveries now. Keep them. Yeah, if they look brilliant. They look way better than the other liveries. Just, you know, go with that, I think. And then we had the similar story of, of every Formula One weekend where Ferrari are fast on a Saturday and then not so fast on a Sunday, and also muck up a bit of uh, tactics. And there well, you go. Quite. And that's pretty much exactly what happened again. But it there is. you go. Right, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to a song, um, yeah. and then we can talk about the race. I am going to play a Bruce Springsteen song, of course, because I've got to see Hard Pike uh, in Hyde Park on the Thursday. And the song I have chosen for this one is Do I Love You? Indeed I do.
Welcome back to Lights Like Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. And I'm trying to keep my energy high here, but I am quite broken after the weekend <laughs> at Silverstone. Anyway, you just heard Do I Love You by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Right, okay, so let's talk about the race at the British Grand Prix, which you had the... Um, uh, 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 well, I was about to say lucky. I don't know who was lucky. You got to see it on TV, so you can tell me more about the race. Um, but obviously, I was there, so that's you know. They, well, no, you I go. think I, I think you got the atmosphere. I mean, we all. I mean, you know, what your pamps wouldn't, and you would have seen because you've got you've got the um, you know, you've got the screens there anyway, so you kind of got yeah, the feed yeah, yeah. of the race anyway. But um, goodness me, I, I, what I loved was Lando lining up on the grid, pointing his car at Max. And that was fantastic. He was a good sort of 15, 20 degrees pointing in the middle of the track as if to say, yep, Max, I don't, then if, if we don't, if you don't know, Max and Lando are actually very, very good friends. Um, and um, that, you know, they, they, they get on really well. They did in the lower formulas and they, I think they're, they're both fairly sort of, um, what, what they've said is they're both sort of fairly straight talking, uncomplicated sort of people. Uh, and they clearly get on well from that perspective. But as soon as the helmet goes on, as soon as they're in the car, I loved it. It was a case of, yeah, he had every intent that he was going to take Max in the first corner because he knew that was his only option. No DRS for two laps. So, you know, and and, and my goodness, we were willing him. When he, when he got ahead, you could hear the crowd all the way around. Oh, that's fantastic. It was just insane, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, absolutely fantastic. You know, I mean, what, a, right. what a dice for a few laps. It was just fantastic. It really was. Absolutely wonderful yeah, to, yeah. See him, to see him leading and leading properly. And getting there, we were sort of willing, come on, break the one-second gap. You've got to... He was pulling you know, away a, a little bit to, to start with because they're very quick at switching on their tyres, aren't they? So they he, are. He, he was pulling away for a bit. It was, um, yeah, it was really interesting. It it almost gave a bit of hope to think he could hold this, but, um, you know, and then... It did. We I, Watching it, there was there were times <laughs> where he can break the one-second... Then he's not going to get, and and the, the more impressive thing, well, most impressive as well, I suppose, was that Piastri was absolutely hanging on the back of Max Verstappen. Hundred percent, yeah. 100%. And it was a case of, well, hang on a minute. If we get to a stage here where he's broken the one second, Max does not get DRS. Piastri will. All of a sudden, we could end up with Piastri challenging Max for second. This would be epic. So, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, normal normal service was resumed at lap sort of five or six or whatever it was. Um, yeah. So let past. me give you a, a quick rundown of the top ten, then, so everyone knows what we're talking about. So, uh, race winner again, Max Verstappen. Second, Lando Norris. Third, Lewis Hamilton. Fourth was Piastri. Fifth was Russell. Sixth was Perez coming up through the field. Seventh, Alonso. Eighth was Alex Albon up there again. Uh, ninth was Leclerc, and tenth was Sainz. Um, Sergeant was in eleventh. That yeah. was really good. It was good. Williams, uh, I tell you what, Williams, you know, I mean, Albon's ahead of both Ferraris in that race. Hundred percent, and and yeah, and, and he overtook Signs at one point as well. Yep, which was he did. Done properly. Uh, Stroll was down fourteenth again. He had a really messy weekend. Not good enough, but we come on to that. And I'll. I've got to mention Sonoda because of all the songs that got on at on, oh, on the weekend. Absolutely. So. You know, <laughs> everyone all, everyone loves him. So yeah, uh, got, there's a proper there's proper following. There's proper love for Yuki Sonoda. It's brilliant. Yeah, I it love is, it. Yes. Fastest lap was Max Verstappen. Driver of the day, obviously, was Lando Norris. So yes, Red Bull. So Max Verstappen wins. Um, Red Bull have now equaled um, McLaren's record of eleven wins in a row. 
They have, so it was, actually, it was actually quite fitting that it was the McLarens who almost spoiled that party. It was. It was That's really. It was really fitting that they did come back and almost, as you say, spoil the party. Um, you know, but uh, it, it, you can't deny it's deeply impressive. You know, eleven, uh, eleven of the of the last. Um, you know, they've got this win rate now of eleven Grand Prix on the trot, and um, I, I think they'll go on. And you know, it'll be twelve, thirteen, fourteen. This. It's, you know this rest, this record has this rest record has stood for a long time. If you think about the Mercedes era, um, which I think they won ten in a row on three separate occasions. Yeah, they've won ten in ten in a row. There's always been something to come along. Uh, Schumacher in the Ferrari era, uh, I think, also got ten in a row. I think um, nine or ten in a row. You know, the, 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 this eleven races on the spin stood since the 1988 season. So you know, I can't see anybody really doing anything to break the more than he's going to get more than that. It's going to be 12. I think they're going to win in Hungary as well. So, you know, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it, it's the, the car is quick everywhere. We said at the weekend, you know, Oh, we've got rain. Lewis was wanting rain and he kind of got it for qualifying. It was looking a bit dicey on Sunday, but turned it, turned it into, uh, it turned out to be a dry race, but you know, I don't think it would have mattered that, that, that Red Bull is quick in all conditions. Is it not? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I, I mean, interestingly, Max Verstappen, if he was in the constructors' championship, would be leading the constructors' championship. On he has more own. points than any of the other constructors together. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. He, you know, it is it is a, it is a it is truly dominant. And I think you know <coughs> he can finish second in every race now and, and still win. The championship. Yeah, and I I don't think you know I I, I you know he's he is he's driving very 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 well i think we said it the other week in austria he's you know i've got to tip the hat to him he's he's doing a fabulous job and he looks super relaxed as well that's the thing he he's absolutely got no troubles whatsoever he is super super relaxed which is probably what i give it what's given him the performance the only yeah, thing i definitely. think is that red bull used a couple of i don't know how many engines they've used this year yet whether that's going to start to become a thing towards the back end of the season because they put they use some new engines this weekend at uh, Silverstone, so we'll see if that comes into anything and see if there's any frustrations at all. But I, I can't see it at the moment. He's just you know he's out in a league in a league of his own. We just got to get everybody else to catch up. I think Mercedes are scratching yeah. their heads a little bit, aren't they? They are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They. They. I think it's full on crisis mode now. At Mercedes, if I'm honest, you think. Well, they bought their big upgrades. They've got one more big upgrade to come in the next race in Hungary, and it hasn't moved them anywhere. No, it's it's moved it's moved the pace on at the same pace as everyone else, but that's not where Mercedes want to be. Mercedes want want to be well, interestingly, Red Bull, if not ahead, it's brought them no closer. No, you looked at Hamilton and Russell both said after because at one point they were running. Uh, uh, you know, in the last sort of few laps after the safety car, Hamilton was behind Lando and uh, Russell was behind Piastri. And they were just both saying in, the, you know, those high-speed corners and the McLarens were just romping away. Yeah. So they were I both mean, sat, I mean, and he got out of the car and was looking at the McLaren. It's just like, what have you done here? This is he, And the McLarens were on hard tyres as well. And and, and, and the yeah. um, the uh, Mercs were on software. Whatever it was. So that, that was really impressive from Norris holding Hamilton off because Hamilton almost got there a couple of times. <coughs> <coughs> around some of those um, fast corners, but um, he did, yeah, he did. I think they, I think well. you know, they were they were saying in commentary actually that, that that you know, I think probably one of the things is that it does turn its tires on pretty quick. So it was a bit. Everybody raised an eyebrow that they went onto the hard tires, but it was to have that longevity because Hamilton's tires were going off 
uh, towards the end. He was quick for those first few laps, but then he was struggling to hang on to Lando towards the end because, uh, you know, those hard tyres were starting to be, uh, starting to come into their own a little bit. So, you know, it's yeah, just, yeah, I think definitely. it's just the way that, 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 that they operate the uh, the tyres and what have you in the McLarens. Clearly turn them on and get them, get them up to temperature a bit quicker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, talking about, you know, the, the, the sort of um, safety car that happened when Magnussen's uh, engine blew up. Um, I mean, Russell was unlucky with the safety car because he just pitted. So you know yep. he was running ahead of Hamilton at one it point. Was. So it could it could have been a George um, podium at his own race. Um, well, but I, also Piastri was, was unlucky I, as well. I think he was. I think had had we not had the safety car, I think it would have been a Piastri on the podium with Russell fourth and Hamilton fifth. Yeah, yeah. it's possible Piastri could have even been ahead of Lando actually because they gave him the preferential um, treatment. He could have he he could have um, caught Lando in the pit stops. Yeah, it'd be inter- interesting to see if McLaren would have gone. Okay, we're going to swap you back because we've clearly given someone an advantage here by sort of accident almost. But um, yeah, it, that was interesting. But yeah, yeah, it, it was um unlucky. I mean, for but that, but that is pitch. part that is part of the game. There is a little bit of luck to it. Albon, was, <coughs> you know, he, yeah. I think he, he he caught with the pit stops, but it was a virtual safety car for a couple of laps. So was, and yeah. then it became a full safety car. As soon as it became a full safety car, you'll get you'll get even more benefit from uh, from diving. Yeah, I, I think so. Sainz um, missed out uh, with the safety car as well, and he wasn't very happy at all. No. Um, there you go. But then there's probably um, other reasons that the Ferrari guys aren't particularly happy at the moment. I mean, there was the. Did you hear the one radio call? That said, uh, I think it was uh, Carlos's engineer said, "We go to, are we still, we we go to Plan B or whatever. We're still on." Oh plan yes, that's B. right. Yes, yeah, and he yeah. said, and... "What's what's Plan B?" Yeah, <laughs> there, was, there was a moment of honesty about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I, well, I, forgot I forgot what is plan, what is Plan B. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, Alex Albon, as we said, finished ahead of both Ferraris um, in eighth. I mean, that that um, is Williams's best result at home. Since 2015, um, which is, which is uh, yeah, which is brilliant. Um, and that result puts them as as a constructor uh, as a constructor up to seventh ahead of Haas, uh, Alfa Romeo, and Alfa Tauri. So Williams yeah. is uh, yeah, really good because they've been at the back for 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 a while now. So. They really have, and it's nice to see that they've you know they've got, <coughs> you know they've they've got um who they got down there they got James Vowles down there haven't they now? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. he's you know he's clearly putting some really good processes in um, has clearly said, you know, there's only so much influence he can have on the car right now and all the rest of it. But some of the stuff he's done down there, I think Albon was saying in one of the post-race interviews that it is, you know, it's, it's got a really good feeling towards Williams now. And I think, you know, what it may perhaps lack in some of the lower speed corners and, and with downforce and what have you, I tell you what, it's an absolute rocket ship on the straights. And when we get to Monza, I think you could see some really surprising results from Williams yeah, at Monza. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, in my notes here, then I've also just got simply written down Ferrari ninth and tenth, ouch, and Stroll messy. So there yeah. you go. And that's not Lionel Messi. That's Messi is in no, another in. messy race for Lance Stroll. Um, you know, I mean, he's he's Lance Stroll now is costing Alfa Romeo constructor Alfa Romeo uh, Aston Martin constructors points. And will be costing them money at the end of the year. Quite possibly. I, mean, I know it's his son. I, I, you know, I, I know he's the owner's son. But how long can they afford to have him in that car? If he's uh, when this when there are there are some good drivers out there. I think him and 
Him and Checo both need to get their fingers out. I mean, there's only so many times. I mean, I know Checo did, what was it, 15th to 6th, but yeah, he, he can't keep doing these recovery drives. No. Um, not when now all of a sudden you're going to have two quick McLarens to get past as well as everybody yeah. else. So, you know, he's really, really got to start turning it on on Saturday, as we've said. And Lance is another one who just has really, really messy weekends and then has occasional flashes of, oh, oh, Lance can drive. He'll finish ahead of Alonso at one Grand Prix. And, you know, we, we know he can he can, he can can do stuff. He, he did have success in lower formulas. He's not just been plonked in there because, he you know, he is the boss's son. We get that. But, you know, he, he, he has had success in lower formula. He won Formula 2 or Formula 3 by 200 points. So, he, you know... He has he, he has got that experience, but it's a case of translating it to Formula One. And we yeah. saw it when we saw F3 and F2. The gulf between F2 and Formula One is just yeah, 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 vast, definitely. isn't it? It's huge. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it is huge. Uh, but, um, well, yeah, there you go. There you go. But, uh, yeah, not good, not good. Right, okay, let's go to a song, Rich, and then we can set the show. Okay, so last time I had was Van Morrison with... Right side of the road. And Van Morrison also had a hit with You Just Can't Win, um, which is something Max is clearly proving us all wrong with at the moment. Um, and that was um, uh, that hit of You Just Can't Win was covered uh, by Jack White um, as a result of his, um, you know, he had some fairly sort of public feelings of vulnerability and anxiety um, uh, when he was part of the White Stripes. And, and, and you know, that, that he did a cover of that song, um, because that sort of helped him sort of through that sort of period. Um, so that's how actually I've got from Van Morrison to the White Stripes. Now, this song is the classic Seven Nation Army, and this is because everybody at the weekend was singing, Whoa, Yuki Sonoda. Yes, they were. Yes, so, they were. Let's do but this. That's Alonso's song, by the way. But anyway, yeah, okay, we'll here's Seven that. Nation Army by the White Stripes.
that was the White Stripes on the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio with Fernando Alonso's song Seven. It's not. Nations. It's Yuki. No, it's called Yuki Sonoda now, and and thousands of people at Silverstone would agree with me because <coughs> dear listener Dan was stood in the middle of literally two thousand people singing Oh Yuki Sonoda, singing Oh Fernando Alonso, which which fits but not quite as well as Yuki Sonoda, I'm afraid. It doesn't matter if it fits. It's been it that song for several years. And there you go. Right, okay. <laughs> right, so we are going to Hungary next week. So We are. Look, well, in fact, the week after is, 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 it's it a is. week break, and, and then it's Hungary. So give me your predictions, Rich. Well, it's a difficult one now. The McLarens have turned up to 2023, so we've got them to consider as well. However, um, I mean, no no problem at the front. Max Verstappen will win. Um, I am going to go with Lewis in second. And the reason I'm going to go Lewis with Lewis in second, second is they've got... They've got another upgrade coming. Appreciate the one this weekend hasn't been brilliant. Lewis loves the hungry track. He really does, and he goes very well there and has done for many years. So I'm going to go with Lewis in second. Third, I am going to go with Lando. So I'm going to go with pretty much the same grid, but just the second and third reversed. Lando, right. Okay, interesting. I am going with Max to win, obviously. Um, I'm going with Perez second. He's got to put in a performance at some point, and it's a twisted track. You know, it's made for the Red Bull with all its great aero and how it works. So it's going to be mm-hmm. Max. It's going to be a Red Bull one-two, and I'm going Lewis third because yes, you know he's he's won many times at Hungary. They have got another big upgrade coming in Hungary that could make a difference. I haven't got the McLaren boys there because. I don't think the traps will suit them. I think that they're going to have a bit of a rude awakening this weekend, but they may go then better at Spa, which would be good. But this weekend's out in Hungary, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. I can't see it doing it. But well, let's see. Eh? Let's see. We'll see. Right, I'll, you know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to put some yeah. faith in Norris that I think he's got. He can sniff it now, and I think that race running him is going to get uh, going to get him up the front end a little bit more. But hundred percent. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I like. I tell you right. what, Aston could go well at Hungary as well, potentially. So you know. I was thinking about having Alonso in there, but I've gone for Lewis, so we well, shall see. We dear shall listener, see. that tells you everything. That tells you everything. <laughs> right, okay, we've come to the end of the show, so thanks for listening. Um, haven't really got time to go through all the usual blurbs, so just go and listen to one of our other shows, and you can get all the uh, all the uh, LO, um, LOL, GF1, you know, Spotify and Twitter handles off, off of a previous show. Right, okay, so I'm going to go with another Bruce... Springsteen, I can't even speak. I'm going to go with another Bruce Springsteen song to show to see at the show, and I'm going to go with what they opened the uh, Hyde Park show with, which is The Rising. So, Rich, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye, one and all, and uh, we'll see you when we put our teeth back in and recovered fully from Silverstone next week. A hundred percent, and it just remains for me to say goodbye and drive safely. Can't see nothing coming up behind Make my way through this darkness I can't feel nothing but this chain that binds me Lost track of how far I've gone How far I've gone, how high I've climbed On my back's a 60-pound stone On my shoulder half mile of line Come on up for the rising Come on up and lay your hands in mine Come on up for the rising Come 
Just hold the pictures of our children Dancing in the sky filled with light May you feel your arms around me May you feel your blood mixed with mine The dream of life comes to me Like a catfish dancing on the end of my line Sky and blackness and sorrow 